welcome to Trucking Answers, the podcast. It's the podcast that other podcasts listen to to determine what they are going to talk about. And so we are here today to talk about trucking. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's staring at me from the other side of the room. I don't know what she wants. It's kind of creepy. What's going on, Gracie? Do you have something to say? Just say it. Otherwise, I don't know what to say. So let's get to it. Walmart expands driver training program to people that work at Walmart. Now, what everybody tells me, Mark, Walmart is like the greatest company ever to drive for. It's so awesome. But is it, though? See, they are now allowing people that work in their non-logistics positions, which could be anybody at Walmart, basically, as long as you live within 50 miles of one of their training centers, to go ahead and they'll train you in a three-month program, by the way, and to become a driver for Walmart. Apparently, they had a couple of hundred people last year go through that, and they're drivers at Walmart now. So what happens? This is the same thing that I see in the rest of the industry. A company like Walmart will put out in the media, and the media just laps up everything. They refuse to investigate anything. That could be on politics or anything else or trucking or anything. They Journalists just refuse to investigate. They won't do anything. If somebody hands a press release out, they just print it. So Walmart posts out there, hey, this is the best trucking job ever because we pay $100,000. You can potentially make $100,000. I think is how it's worded. And so this is the best job. And so we're going to train our own people. Well, look, I'll tell you this. If it was the best job ever, you wouldn't have to go drag people out of the store, greeters and everybody else to come and drive for you. You'd have plenty of people driving. There are plenty of drivers, as we talk about. Look, they could just glom drivers from other companies if it was such a good job. But is it a great job? Why do they keep posting about the pay? Well, that goes into something else that's going on right now with UPS. UPS may strike this year. That's right. Their contract is up. So UPS has put out there, well, look, we're offering great pay. And, uh, you know, people all know probably that UPS drivers make decent money. And I hear this I hear this more on conservative rate than anything that, uh, well, look at all the money they're making. Why would they strike for more money? Well, when you look at what they are saying, they don't want any more money. Isn't that something? Right. They don't want any more money. Did you know? that they are limited to uh, three nine-and-a-half-hour days per week, meaning, here's how the contract says, if you are ha- if you have to work more than three nine-and-a-half-hour days per week, you can put in four and you get triple time, okay, triple time. So some drivers, $90 an hour or more for those hours. And you know what the drivers say? We don't want it. Because why? They're working 60 or more hours a week. And they're sick of it. They don't want the money. You can't just constantly throw money at people and expect them to just be okay with it. Hey, work your entire life away. Kill yourself for this job and we'll give you some extra money. That isn't worth it to people anymore. And uh, really, it never should be. But it isn't worth it to people to just work their life away. What they want is to be limited to those hours. They want the hours cut. They're not asking for a pay raise. So keep that in mind. When you hear this on the radio with striking and, oh, look how much money they make, they don't want any more money. Okay, they all agree, yeah, triple time is great, but we're sick of working for 12 plus hours a day, which I agree with them, for 
you know, for their whole lives with no, and they, they have trouble taking time off and, uh, you know, all these other things. So the same thing is going with these Walmart ads. Oh, it's a good job because it pays a hundred thousand. That doesn't mean a job is a good job. Okay. That doesn't mean anything. If you're gone your whole life, what's the point of the job to live at work? And I still think, you know, all road jobs should start at a hundred thousand for students and go up from there because of the time they're taking and spending your whole life doing it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of it. So for Walmart to put out there, this is a great job. So we have to train greeters to come and do it. Doesn't seem like it's a great job. A great job doesn't have a lot of openings whether you have to go drag people out of your stores or anything else that they're doing to come and do the job. So always look into stuff farther than what they say. And as you hear about this UPS strike, think about that. The drivers are are allowed to get, and UPS pays us all the time. They said, no problem. You put it in every week. Some people get it every week because they have to work, you know, 12 or more hours per day. So they're getting all this triple time pay. Drivers are making 2000 I know a guy, he showed me his check down there. He had a $2,800 check. Okay, he's home every day. All right. So, uh, just, but he isn't, he's sick of it too. He's like, you know, I'm thinking of quitting. The money isn't keeping him there anymore because he doesn't see his kids. He's gone. Just goes home, goes to sleep, gets up, goes back to work. Great, great. I guess you just go to work in a Lincoln every day, uh, you know, to take you to the job that you don't like to do no matter what it pays. So, always remember that when you're looking at this stuff in the news or whatever, there's always more to the story. Outrider raised $73 million in some uh, funding. What is Outrider, Mark? Well, we've talked about this before. Outrider is the autonomous yard trucks, which I predicted some time ago that this would be one of the first things that goes autonomous because it's a controlled environment. A yard is completely controlled. You can have people drop trailers at the at the edge or whatever, and the yard trucks go get it. And the good thing about Outrider trucks, they're completely autonomous. They hook the brake line up. They hook the hoses up, right? And uh, they do everything. So they because they have an arm in the back of the truck, you're welcome to go see them. They have plenty of videos put out about how great they are. And so this kind of thing, perfect, perfect. It hooks it up, takes it, drops it in the door. The only thing, I guess, doors open. But you can have docks with that where the doors open on the inside, so they can solve that kind of thing. It just depends. But the truck itself, no problem. The truck, the other thing about the truck, right, what doesn't it do? It doesn't call off sick. It doesn't get the COVIDs. It doesn't get, uh, you know, it doesn't have holidays. It doesn't take breaks. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't need a lunch break. It doesn't argue with its wife. It doesn't get distracted. It doesn't do anything like that. It just delivers trailers 24 hours a day as long as it has power. That's it. That's it. And it can go plug itself in. The electric ones can plug themselves in like a Roomba. So it doesn't even need you to do that. It can be completely automated and that's that's the first kind of trucking job that gets automated is something in a controlled environment the dock is always where the dock is trailers are always where they are so it spot 10 spot 2000 whatever is always the same spot so it's always the same maneuver once you teach the truck how to do it it doesn't need you to do it anymore these will be the first jobs that will be taken uh, i think it's a good idea absolutely because it's something that can be automated. So why not? Well, market takes jobs. Well, 
you know, do you still see anyone plowing a field with a ox, okay, and walking behind their plow? Maybe Zebediah in uh, Napanee does it, but most people don't do that, and nobody thinks anything about that. I will tell you, a lot of the farm equipment does drive itself around the field, too, but they're not still using... Uh, you know the old technology so don't come to me with that kind of thing do you still crank start your car no okay all this technology is taken over i still always like i always do because i live by an automotive plant go take a tour of an automotive plant near you most of them give tours and go look at all the robots and they're building your car do you think anything about they're going to write to the company and say hey why are so many robots building my car no nobody cares about that right so it's not like it's a big deal it's coming down the pike. You'll have to get ready for it. These outrider trucks are coming to a lot. And you wish I could know where one is in the air. I'd go look at it in person. They are coming. I always hate to see this. I saw this I-70. A bunch of trucks hit each other. Two cattle trucks. Uh, where was this? I don't remember the state. Okay. And I'm not. I'm just too lazy to go look it up. So two cattle, one cattle truck is barreling down the road. You know these cattle haulers. They're going 200 miles an hour anyways. We all know it. And another one turns out left in front of it, and this truck splits the splits the trailer in half. I feel bad for the cows it was in. It was loaded with cows. It splits it in half, and then and then the thing which I do remember this part. The police said that the uh, truck you know that was driving uh, sustained damage and came to rest in a ditch. And you look at a picture of the truck; it's destroyed. It's completely destroyed. Sustained damage, like oh, it had a you know a couple dents in it or whatever. No. It is completely destroyed. And the cattle truck hauler, the first cat, the one that was turning, was split in half. They're at fault. They turned out, to me it looks like, all right, at fault. And they turn out in front of this other one. And the driver of the cattle truck that split in half, not wearing a seatbelt, because cattle haulers, I guess, can't wear seatbelts. So uh, when you're going that fast, who needs a seatbelt? We don't need seatbelts. We're going, uh, Marty. So, so splits it in half. This crash on I-70, there was a crash in uh, Snoqualmie up there, and it's always a bunch of semis, and I'm just kind of tired of seeing it. I'm just tired of it. Why are we following each other too close? Can I ask that question? Can I put it out there to the, to the metaverse, okay, to the universe, to the webiverse? Why are we doing that? Once I see an accident, and it's like, and one of them said 24 trucks involved in an accident, okay, we're all following too close. I get if there's a few trucks because they're next to each other. So one truck slides over here, whatever. Why do the next 20 trucks crash into this? Back it off, okay? Back it off. And I see this every day, too, of course, because uh, I head up to the Detroit area, Detroit City. And so I got to go through Toledo. I'm, and you know, I, as an aside here, I go off on a tangent, right, Gracie's? So I go off on a tangent thinking, how many automotive plants I pass every day going between there? A lot of them. I'm coming down there. First one right there, Flat Rock plant. I see that plant there, Mustangs. I go into Toledo. I see the Jeep plant. Fort Wayne, I go by the pickup truck plant, depending which way I go around town. Then I come back to Lafayette. I go by the Subaru plant, which used to be Subaru Isuzu of America. So I go by where all these cars are made. I just thought that was kind of funny, being as I'm a big car geek. Uh, anyways... Why are we all, which has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Why are all these trucks following so close? Why are we so close? Well, Mark, cars get a cars. Don't look, don't do that, right? 
We have to be better than that. We do you think you're get what are you gonna pick up five seconds on your run? Is that worth it? Is that worth it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now here's a little food for thought about companies, and I've given uh this company tons of grief about it, okay? So they had a driver that is fired because he's holding his phone. And why did he get fired? Stupid lytics. Okay, which is the bane of my existence. I lytics every day. I hope that you close your company closes and everybody's fired. Okay, because you should all be ashamed of yourself. I hope you all lose your jobs at lytics because anybody that will work for the place should be fired and should lose their job. Okay, and they should lose their family. Okay, they should get divorced because your spouse should be ashamed of the job that you're doing if you work there. All right, so. Um, other than that, I pretty much like the place. So, <laughs> so the driver is just holding their phone. All right. Now, why are they holding their phone? I don't know. The driver says that the phone fell off the dashboard or whatever, and they picked it up. And right then they hit a bump and the camera caught it and they sent me the video. And so, yeah, look at it. They're just, they're not doing anything on their phone. Okay, it's just in their hand. Maybe they're waiting to put it on the dashboard or something. I don't know. They're not interacting with it other than they have it. Fired. Okay, fired on the spot. All right. Now, would I do that? No. All right. But then the same company has another driver, because I hear about this too, who uh, not crashes, I guess, but misses a stop sign because they're not paying attention, which is I. The only reason I could see you do it and the truck goes into a ditch. All right. And it just gets pulled out of the ditch and they're deciding what to do with that driver. They actually had to tow the truck in. They the trailer was OK, but the tractor sustained damage. And so they had to tow that truck in. Now that driver is awake and had their seatbelt on and everything. And that driver is home without pay or no home with pay. And I haven't heard what the disposition of this is. I should hear soon. Possibly by the time you hear this, I'll have heard that, and that'll be in the next one. But that driver's home with pay. They did not get fired on the spot. Now, you tell me, companies and drivers, which one is worse? Well, Mark, it's illegal to hug your phone. Well, it's illegal to drive into a ditch. <laughs> All right. So what I'm saying is that cost two tows, as I found out. They had to tow them separately because they're going different places. And the driver's getting paid. They had to have another driver go deliver the load. So that has cost the company some money, considerable money. Whereas the driver holding their phone, although it is illegal, uh, the company is not out any money. And that driver had been there for nearly 20 years with a clean record. So is that somebody that you fire on the spot? See, I would always look at... You know, what is their record here? What are we doing? Now, I'm not saying you let that go. It should be impressed upon people to not be doing anything with their phone, regardless of something, especially if something falls on the floor, you leave it there until you stop. I don't like people picking stuff up off the floor because it's unsafe. And yeah, I've done that kind of stuff and I've learned from it, you know, uh, that it's unsafe. You look up and heck, you're on the next lane or whatever. So I don't do that. If I drop something on the floor, if I drop the book I'm reading or whatever I'm doing, you know, my Nintendo Switch on the floor, uh, I just leave it. You know, I don't go, I don't pick it back up. I let it sit there until, you know, it stops somewhere. If I drop the TV remote, uh, you know, I just the TV just has to stay on that channel till I get, uh, till I stop. 
But which one is worse? And if you have a driver, a long-term driver, will you just fire him on the spot? My policy would be at a company that if you've been with me for five years or more and you have a clean record, you come in all the time, you know, and that doesn't mean you can't call off. I know people get sick and they call off. I get that. But, you know, if you're there regularly, you're on time, you're generally not a problem, you're a safe driver, I would not fire you uh, a termination on a first offense unless it's a criminal act. Criminal. Okay. Misdemeanor or above. Uh, so DUI, something like that, or drugs. Yeah. Okay. You're going to get fired for that. You have an accident and you're DUI, you're fired. Other than that, no. You might get a week off without pay or something, but I'm going to keep you because you've been here a long time. You know, that's worth something to me. To companies today, though, remember, it isn't worth anything to companies. You're just a number that even if you're there, apparently almost 20 years, you can just be fired on the spot. Just like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you have a great record. You're there all the time. How much money? Now, think about this. How much money would a driver like that make a company over, say, 20 years? And, uh, you know, I'd like to hear back from companies about this if they listen, which some do. How much money does a driver make a company if they've been there 20 years? Million, how many millions of dollars do you think that driver has brought in? And I mean in net money, not gross profit. That's gross. But in net money that the, comp, that the driver makes. And yes, every driver makes the company money and they wouldn't have you there. So we all make the company money. So how much have they made? And to just fire somebody? Oh, you're holding your phone. You're fired. You're, it's ridiculous. I find it to be ridiculous. He said he got walked right out of the company. It's ridiculous at least let people to leave with dignity. That's an, and this is another reason I tell people always have always have a plan B. That's not just for women. Okay, always always have a plan B ready. Always have an idea where would I go if something happened here right now. The company closes, but they can also just fire you. And they can just walk up and fire you. But have that ready and have something like Uber or something like that ready also. Like this weekend for Uber, let's put it out there. Uh, they're giving $3 a ride uh, for Friday and Saturday night, which is pretty common here because we're a college town and they want to get people home from the bars. I don't go out and get that bonus. I don't like to, uh, I don't go out at dark generally for Uber. And I certainly don't take people home from bars unless they're there during the day when I might go out and do some Ubering. So that won't be a bonus I take, but you can be pretty busy and, you know, make an extra, you know, 12, eight, maybe six, what, $9 an hour extra. And that easily pays your gas, okay, by far, because the rides here are, you know, a few miles each. So have that kind of stuff ready because you never know when this happens. They'll just can you. And so looking at that, you go, wow, if I work at this uh, company X or whatever, should I be loyal to them? They're certainly, they certainly don't do anything for the drivers. And I think that's a problem in the industry. You know, you can't go out and say, oh, we love our drivers or like I always hear, we're like family, you're family, we're a big family. We're not a family. Okay, you don't disown your kid because they do one dumb thing. Okay, you don't do that. So that's not how family works. This may be a mafia family works that way, but not a regular family doesn't do that. They go, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And so, but they don't say you can't ever come here again. So don't tell me that's family. Because that's not how a family works. If I know enough about Sister Sledge to know how a family works, I'll tell you that. Quick note for those of you doing drugs. <laughs> uh, they're going to add fentanyl to the drug testing. They, which I kind of thought they tested for that now too, but no. 
So fentanyl is going to be added. So the next time, by probably soon, the next time you go take a drug test or random or whatever, uh, they're going to be looking for fentanyl. So all you fentanyl heads can keep that in mind when you go for your drug testing. People stopped by the Oida Tour trailer recently. We're talking about speeding fines. And many drivers griped that it's just a money grab. And that states go after truck drivers because, I guess, because they're out of state. And it's just a money grab for states to raise the speeding fines. I guess in some states, speeding fines are pretty high. Of course, the solution, do not speed. Um, I, I say this all the time. I'm passed by I don't know how many people every day. Many people. You do not find me out here speeding. Mom, my company doesn't pay me to run illegal. Okay, you're not paid to do things that are illegal. I don't understand the mentality, I guess, of an employee who will do illegal things for the company and then the company will turn around and fire you for doing these illegal things. Most companies have policies that if you get too many speeding tickets, sometimes one, depending on how high it is, but if you get a couple, two, three, they'll fire you. And so drivers do it anyway. Why is that? I have no idea. The pay system, that's a possibility, uh, you know, because you're paid by the mile. So I understand people have to get more miles because you got, you know, payments or whatever you got to do. Still, look, I don't get, uh, you know, paying a $1,000 fine for a company that'll turn on and fire you for getting that very fine. And then you're like, well, because uh, I got this load. I don't, you know, who cares about the load? Who cares? I've told them that here many times. Oh, this is late. You got to get going. I'm like, I'm not getting going anywhere. All right. We'll get going when everything is safe and ready to go. So that's how that's going to work. You can have somebody else go do it. Uh, you know, I don't care so personally because, look, they don't pay me for that. And I've had them do that, too, over the uh, years and say, well, why don't you send me that in writing that I'm allowed to speed on this and you will personally pay any fines that I get. Oh, well, they go, well, I'm not doing that. Why don't you try that with your company, by the way? Next time they say get going or whatever, tell them to just go ahead and write to you that you will not, won't be held against you in your record and that they will pay any fines that you do receive, no matter how high they are, so that the load can be delivered at the time that they request. And see what they say about it. You know, it, nobody's going after drivers. Uh, well, I guess let's take that back. Maybe they aren't going after drivers. They're like, let's just get all the truck drivers that are speeding. Okay, the solution to that is to not speed. All right, everybody should go the speed limit, whatever it is around town, if it's safe to do so. So if it goes down to 55 in town, you go 55 through town. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Then you don't get any tickets, too. You save money in your pocket and your money ahead. Companies then, you know, if you'll speed for them, they'll give you loads that almost require you to speed to get them delivered. And all that's doing is benefiting the company. You get another load. Yeah, you get more money. They get a lot more money. And you're risking a speeding ticket and they're risking virtually nothing. Virtually nothing. Just don't do it. Okay, don't go out. Don't go to Wyatt and gripe that the speeding fines are up. Don't speed. All right. And apparently also don't do fentanyl. So back to it again. Robin Hutchinson, who is the FMCSA uh, administrator, went with uh, a Wyatt life member life member get this carmen anderson all right for a ride with her and she says uh this is hutchinson says i spent unpaid time with anderson while loading and unloading and it's just become crystal clear to me that structure of compensation for drivers is a huge factor okay why is an oida life member not smart enough to realize that you should not do uncompensated work 
All right, and I'm going to harp on that until the day I die. Why are we doing uncompensated work? The only reason you're not paid for it is because you'll do it. Always remember that. Any work that you do, the only reason you'll do it, you know, they have you do it is because you're willing to do it. So this life member who apparently has money to become a life member, but not smart enough to understand to get paid for their work and have that in their contract because they're presumably an owner operator. Uh, you know what? So you do uncompensated work. You just give your time away. And in the 1860s, people fought to end this. And now here we are again, just volunteering for it. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do uncompensated work and then complain about trucking. No, you should complain about yourself. That hey, I'm willing to sit here and do work for free and then complain to the government about it. Even though, what is a why to complain about the most? Governmental interference in everybody's life, in trucking regulations and everything else. They complain about that constantly. And then here they have, well, I don't actually know if OIDA sent them, the administrators with an OIDA life member talking about this. Oh, let's, uh, you know, we got to get compensated for this. We need to see how this affects. Now, there's two things to this. Number one, the reason that you have uncompensated time is because you'll do it. Simple as that. You'll come in and do it so they don't need to pay you. I see it from the business side. I think it's a great idea from a business perspective to open a business and just say, just come in and work and then people just do it. Oh, all right. I guess I'll do it. All right. So that's one thing. And so if you can get people to do it, I don't know. I'll, I don't know. I guess they'll just do it. The other side, they're saying, you know, um, let's see how if we can, you know, increase uh, pay where people get paid instead of by the mile, by the hour, it'll make things safer. I don't think so. You know. I don't think so. Through cities, Toledo and then where the speed limit is lower, I get passed by all kinds of trucks. A lot of road trucks, of course, because that's who's on the road. But it's a lot of day camps. I see Holland out there getting there, you know, with Teamsters passing me on the clock. You know, I see day cab, UPS trucks, hourly trucks, you know, the box trucks. I see them all doing that, passing me. They're all pa through construction. There's a construction zone up there with two tiny lanes. I'm getting passed through that. So it doesn't seem like pay will make people be safer drivers. It just doesn't seem like that because I'm watching people pass me all the time. And I know some of them are getting paid by the hour. So for safety, I don't know. I don't. And I really don't think it would improve safety. Even if everybody got paid hourly, I don't see how that improves safety because people that are getting paid hourly are still speeding. And that that completely blows my mind. I'm going to get paid hourly and still break the law. Why are you doing that? Okay. You're cutting your own pay. And I don't mean you should be gold bricking it, but there's no point in running illegal, especially when you're getting paid by the uh, by the hour. Come on. But this, but this, oh, oh, they're so on both sides of the coin of this. You know, that's why it's tough to recommend joining the place because they're like, we don't want the government to interfere with us. And then we want the government to change this pay system because it's ridiculous. Stop working for free and they have to pay you. Okay. It's pretty simple. So this is another important one. Get this, this driver. And okay, I guess I'll start this out by saying I'm not an attorney. Okay. And so if you want legal advice, seek an attorney, a licensed attorney of your choosing. I'm just going to give my non-legal opinion of this. Okay. Is that fair? Okay, so with that said, trucker's drug conviction raises questions about CDL holders and marijuana use. This is interesting. So a driver went to the Court of Appeals because he had gotten 
in trouble for marijuana possession in the state of Iowa, the corn state. Okay. The driver, he's Daryl Hurt, H-U-R-T-T, Hurt. I love it. And legally, he says he legally obtained it with a medical marijuana card in his home state. Now, I'm dubious of any of these medical marijuana cards. I think it's garbage. Even though I'm not a doctor, I still can have an opinion. Most people that get them, it's garbage. Okay. But other than that, okay. And I don't care. You can write to me. I have medical marijuana, whatever. Okay. According to the police, when they stopped him in 2021 for a weight violation, they noticed marijuana smell coming from his truck, and upon questioning, he produced a small burnt blunt, and it's in quotes, as well as three additional blunts and glass cases. <laughs> he provided officers with his medical marijuana card from Missouri, the show me state, and stated that he only possessed the amount prescribed to him. Now, I'll tell you this. If you are using this and driving for as far as I'm concerned, I would put you in prison instantly. Okay, it's same as a DUI to me, and I said if you're over point zero zero, I'd jail you. I'm sick of people not paying attention and being on something, uh, you know, rather than driving. Okay. That impairs their driving. And, uh, so you can say whatever you want. They actually did this on Mistbusters, right? Uh, even one impairs your driving. So he said that he wants to dismiss the charges because his medical, his medicinal prescription required. Now get this requires him to bring his medication with him due to circumstances of his profession and not being home every night. Well, that is his choice, as I say, as we're going to see later. He could be home every night, all right, although he still shouldn't be using marijuana. Furthermore, and here's where we got a problem, he alleged that his right to freely travel, enough if unable to carry his medical marijuana through other states, would be violated. Yeah, I don't think so. See, the thing about the country is you get to travel between and among the states, but you have to follow each state's law as you go around. The country's founded on the Constitution, which all states sign on to, and then they can have 10th Amendment, right? Read it. Before you comment, read it. Anything not in here is reserved to the states. So they can have they can have laws in each state. That's why speed limits are different. That's why laws are different in each state, okay? Because an individual state can have individual laws. The burden placed upon the driver to either choose a different occupation or potentially be out of a job or to choose not to participate in medicine, partake in medicine that he was prescribed to him by a medical doctor, says his attorney. He should not have to decide which is more important to him. Well, but you do have to decide. That's the thing. He wishes to have both those privileges, which he's simply driving through a state, which is his right. Okay. It is a choice to him. He gets to choose it. Do I want to drive a truck or do I want to do a pot all day? Do I want to be a pothead? Okay. Iowa... Uh, have allowed for legal selling use of medical uh, and cannabis products since 2018. They can only be sold in certain forms and they prohibit smoking marijuana. And don't forget as a driver, you cannot possess or use a schedule one substance period. And marijuana is on that schedule. So there you go. And so there he has violated the law in the state of Iowa. 37 states have laws to permit medical, medical use of uh, cannabis, right, pot, to become, to, they allow you to become a pothead, all right, that's what they allow you to do, which I don't agree with, um, so, it's because so many people drive and do this, I don't, I just would arrest all you people, and remember, FMCSA says a person is not physically qualified to drive a motor vehicle if he or she uses any Schedule One controlled substance, period. It's as simple as that. Marijuana is on that list. 
Now, that's the other thing. And he says, well, I should be able to have my uh, marijuana with me, you know, if I travel around. And that's the other thing. If you are using a drug, any drug, it doesn't matter. If it impairs your driving, you can't drive. You don't get to say, well, I get to take, uh, you know, Oxy, Oxycontin, because it's prescribed to me and still drive. You don't. Until you are safe to drive and you're not on some drug that impairs you, you don't get to take that either, even if it's legally prescribed to you. All right, so because you get a prescription for something doesn't mean you can still drive. You should always ask your doctor, which I always do, if there's any issue. Oh, like when I had my teeth out, all right? I had a couple of teeth pulled. I'm like, look, I drive, so you need to prescribe something to me that I'm going to be able to drive with, all right? I can't be doing this other stuff. Now, you can take Oxy with a prescription, all right, and you keep that prescription in case you get a drug test because you have to have it prescribed to you, but you can't be driving with it. So I'm like, you can't give me anything that's going to make me not be able to drive. I don't want, I won't take it. I can't do it. You know, and now this guy's going to be on the, uh, in the clearinghouse. He's going to have to go to a SAP program, which is a substance abuse professional. They see here that costs around $6,000. It takes six months and he still have a tough time getting a job. You know, I just don't understand it. Well, I can't, uh, you know, I should be able to do this, but you can't be able to do everything in your life. That's just it. You're making a choice. Like, I want to be a driver, but I also want to be a pothead, and I also want to carry pot around because I have a fake prescription, that, you know, that, uh, you know, in my opinion, a fake prescription that uh, for some made up thing because I want to smoke pot and I want to do it when I'm driving. Okay, I want to do it in my truck uh, when I'm driving. No, is it you can drink. You can like you could leave. I could go legally go get a bottle of uh, I don't know, whatever right now and drink it all. Can I have that in the truck? No. Well, why should I have to make that choice? Well, the thing is, I do have to make that choice. OK, and he would have to make that choice, too. He couldn't actually be a local driver and smoke pot either because he has not allowed as a commercial driver. Yes, you're free to travel as a citizen as a citizen he's engaging in interstate commerce which is a federally regulated activity per the u.s constitution so get out your pocket constitution and check that out that is a federally regulated activity now if he's not engaging in a federally regulated activity he would have a right to travel i can get in my car now and just drive all the way across the country the police can't stop me from doing that unless i'm breaking some kind of law so he is breaking the law as a non-lawyer and he gets stopped from driving. And I agree with it. I would stop all potheads from driving. That's my opinion of it. If you want to do drugs and that, uh, you know, you can't drive. I wouldn't hire you. Had If people had a drug conviction, I personally wouldn't hire you. Companies will, but I wouldn't because I know that it's a different kind of person that is willing to do drugs and say, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go do drugs all the time and, uh, you know, just sit here and be a pothead. So that's what I think about that. And what that driver did, he should know better. By the way, you should know better. And for all other drivers, it doesn't matter. Remember this, right now, the law could change. But as of right now, you cannot do marijuana even if you have a prescription from a doctor. It is not allowed, period. It just is not allowed allowed it's like cocaine heroin it's on the same schedule as those drugs there's that schedule one means no medical use there's no valid medical use so those drugs they're not allowed you can't do them 
even if you have a prescription for marijuana, you will lose your license and your job upon the first conviction. And many companies, including where I work and most companies that I found as a company driver, they will fire you for merely getting arrested for it. Okay, that would be the end of it. If you don't get the conviction, you wouldn't have to go on the SAP, I suppose, but you'd lose your job. You can't do it. You cannot do, you can't be a pothead and be a driver. You can't do coke. You can't do crack. You can't do heroin. None of, they're all schedule one drugs. You're not allowed to do any of them. Other things you might be able to have a prescription for and do, you're not going to be able to drive for. And he doesn't want to make a choice. He has to make a choice. It's as simple as that. Well, he may have to change profession. Yeah, you might have to change professions. That's right. In life, amazing as this is, you may have to actually make a choice about something. If you want to do this, maybe you can't do that. You might not be able to do both things because you have to make a choice. That's what adults do. That's what he needs to do. Now, I want to ask you all a question. What goes in hard and dry and comes out soft and wet? Gum. Gum, you perverts. Okay, so if you want to know more about how to get into trucking the right way and how have all of your trucking questions answered, go to launchwithmark.com to launch your trucking career the right way. It doesn't have to be the wrong way. You can go to truck school for free. You can save $10,000, in your first year just by going to launchwithmark.com. That's right. That's right. So thanks for listening to Trucking Answers, and we'll be back soon with another podcast.